welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, Bibs Corner Edition, and we're getting deeper into the GOAT series. We are down to the top 30 players. I'm going to give you 10 more numbers 30s. Damn. <laughs> numbers 30 down to 21. I'm also trying out a new setup. Uh, so if I sound different, hopefully it's better. <laughs> Um, we will find out at the after I'm done with this recording. Um, but with that said, I really don't have a lot of intro to do. I know I just put out the prior 10 numbers, 40 down to 31 a couple days ago. So you may not have listened to that yet. You may have just seen this. Don't skip it. Go back. Go back. Catch up. Um, go back and listen to the previous episode. Uh, a lot of good names. A lot of big names. Uh, former Mav. Definitely in that group uh also a former mav in this group so i'm ready to get going there's a, a lot of big names a few active players as well uh so without further ado let's get it going number 30 on our list is none other than russell westbrook he comes in with 330.04 GOAT points, uh, played his entire career in the LeBron era. Uh, he has actually moved up four spots from where he was last year. His nicknames are Brody and Russ. Uh, he's a 6'3 point guard from Long Beach, California. Played his college ball at UCLA. Uh, his playing years were 2008 to present. And if you recall, at the beginning, I made the LeBron era 2008 to present. And that could change down the road, by the way, that LeBron's cutoff might end a little sooner um, based on some some movement by some other guys. But we'll get there later. <laughs> um, currently, Russell Westbrook is playing for the Lakers. Uh, his teams over the course of his career have been the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, the Washington Wizards, and now the Los Angeles Lakers. His accolades, he is a two-time scoring champion a three-time assist champion, which he actually added an additional uh, this past year. Uh, he was the 2017 MVP. He's a two-time All-NBA first-team selection, a five-time All-NBA second-team selection, a two-time All-NBA third-team selection. Uh, he got no additional accolades from me. He has no rings on his finger besides his marriage, his wedding ring. <laughs> uh, his claim to fame, uh, he is one of the most athletic players players ever and he's known for his constant intensity on the court some additional fun facts or additional facts about russ oh my gosh love it russell westbrook uh, he's currently 22nd all time in playoff points per game uh, currently 25th all time in career points per game uh, 38th in total playoff points 39th in total points uh, currently ninth in career assists per game, up two spots, and uh, he made the 75th anniversary team, which just came out this this past uh, year. In his MVP season, he became the second player to average a triple double for a season. Uh, he also, and uh, the first player being Oscar Robertson, he also set the record for the most triple doubles in a season with 42. He then averaged a triple-double for the next two seasons as well, and he also did it again last year. 
He became the first player to lead the league in points and assists in multiple seasons. Uh, he's the first all-time in career triple doubles now after passing passing uh, Oscar Robertson. Uh, he has the lowest, uh, I have to hit you with a negative, of course. Uh, he does have the lowest three-point percentage of anyone to take more than 2,500 in their career. Um, and he shoots 30% from three. Number 29 on our list is James Harden. Harden comes in with 344.57 GOAT points. He's played his entire career in the LeBron era as well. Uh, he's actually moving. He moved up one spot this year. So again, he he was 30. He moved to 29. Russell Westbrook was 34. He moved to 30. So Harden stays ahead of Westbrook, despite how much Westbrook moved. Um, again, his nickname is The Beard. He's a 6'5 shooting guard from Los Angeles. Played his college ball at Arizona State. His playing years were from 2009 to present, so a year behind Russell Westbrook. Uh, currently playing for the the Brooklyn Nets. His teams over the course of his career have been the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, and the Brooklyn Nets. And of course, James and Russell played together in both Oklahoma City and Houston. So uh, interesting that they're back to back right here on this list. His accolades, he is a three-time scoring champion, the 2012 Sixth Man of the Year, 2017 Assist Champ, 2018 MVP, uh, six-time All-NBA first-team selection, and a one-time All-NBA third-team selection. Harden also has no rings. His claim to fame is (laughs) really his beard, uh, but more so his ability to manipulate the officials to get free throws and not necessarily a bad thing i'm not saying that but that's what he's known for uh he led the league in attempts and makes for five or six straight years from the free throw line uh he also has the most four point play conversions in league history taking that record from jamal crawford some additional facts about james harden his number 13 is retired by arizona state Uh, he is 36th all time in playoff points per game he is 10th in career points per game he is 21st in total playoff points 38th in total points 42nd in career assists per game uh he was actually offered a four-year 55 million dollar extension by the thunder after the 2012 finals uh he said he really wasn't given enough time to think about it but that hesitation resulted in him being traded because the thunder didn't want to lose him for nothing His 82 points in his first two games in Houston is the most by a player in their first two games with a team. Wilt previously had the record at 79. He was named to the 75th anniversary team as well. Uh, He is the highest scoring left-handed player in NBA history, which is interesting. And of course, like I did with Russ Brook, I'm going to give you a negative for him as well. Uh, it's not all buckets for him. He does hold the records for turnovers in a playoff game and turnovers in a regular throughout a regular season. So he does turn that thing over <laughs> on top of the assist.
right, number 28 on our list is another big, very familiar name, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley comes in with 345.37 GOAT points. His career spanned the Kareem, Mike, and into the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era, with most of that taking place during the Mike era, of course. Sir Charles actually moved up three spots as well. And I just gave you one of his nicknames, the other being the Round Mound Rebound. Charles was a 6'6", quote-unquote, power forward slash small forward from Leeds, Alabama. He played his college ball at Auburn. He was in the NBA from 1984 to the year 2000. He is currently a TNT commentator. His teams were the Philadelphia 76ers, the Phoenix Suns, and the Houston Rockets. Accolades, he was the 1987 rebound champ, the 1993 MVP, he was a five-time All-NBA First Team selection, a five-time All-NBA Second Team selection, and he had one All-NBA Third Team selection as well. Additional accolades he got from me, he did get a finals runner-up MVP uh, for the, the finals he lost to Michael Jordan in 1993. He did not have any rings, so three for three with the no rings here in this stretch. His claim to fame... Uh, currently part of the award-winning NBA on TNT panel, uh, but during his playing years, it was for being small for his position, but still a dominant rebounder. Additional facts about Barkley, and I have a good bit of them here. Uh, his number 34 is retired by Auburn, the 76ers, and the Suns. Uh, he's 38th all-time in playoff points per game, 35th all-time in career points per game, 34th all-time in total playoff points, 32nd all-time in total points, 23rd all-time in career rebounds per game. Uh, He did have some controversy throughout his career. Uh, At one point, he spat on a young girl in 1991 while trying to spit on a heckler. In 1993, he had the Not a Role Model campaign. And along with his fights, he was known for these controversies. Uh, He later befriended the girl and her family. Uh, He has a long history of fights on and off the court, actually. Uh, Some additional facts. Uh, He was the first black baby born at an all-white hospital in Alabama, which was interesting. Uh, He was a 5'10", 220-pound player his junior year of high school, and he didn't make the varsity team, actually. Uh, He grew to 6'4 over that summer and was a starter as a senior. He still got no college attention until he played against the top player in the state in the state semifinals in Alabama. Uh, the Auburn assistant coach described him as a fat guy who can play like the wind. They actually say that he is only 6'4", even though he was listed as 6'6 during his playing years. In 2010, he admitted to taking money from agents in college and said that he did pay it all back once he got to the league. He told Michael Jordan it was his destiny for the Suns to win the title in 1993. However, Michael Jordan had other plans. Uh, He scored his last basket on a putback dunk on April 19th of 2000. He had battled injuries late in his career and had torn his quad four months earlier. He said this was a huge deal to him as he wanted to be able to walk off the court on his own rather than being carried off, and he retired immediately after that game. 
Uh, Charles holds records for the most offensive rebounds in a half with 13. Uh, he was the smallest player to lead the league in rebounds. Uh, he has the most free throws in a half as well at 19 and the most attempts in a series with 100 in the 1986 Eastern Conference semifinals. Number 27 on our list is Rick Barry. Rick comes in with 371.8 GOAT points. His career spanned both the Russell and the Kareem eras. He actually moved down two spots. He was number 25 on last year's list. Uh, his nickname was the Miami Greyhound. Rick Barry was a six foot seven small forward from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Played his college ball at the U, Miami. Uh, his playing years were from 1965 to 1980. Throughout his career, he did move around a little bit. He started with the San Francisco Warriors, moved to the ABA with the Oakland Oaks and the Washington Capitals, and then the New York Nets, then came back to the NBA and played for the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. His accolades... He was the 1966 Rookie of the Year, the 1967 Scoring Champion, a 1975 Steals Champ, 1975 Finals MVP. Uh, he was a five-time All-NBA First Team selection. He had one All-NBA Second Team selection, uh, and he was a four-time All-ABA First, so technically nine All-ABA slash NBA First Team selections. Uh, when I did my additional calculations, he did earn a uh, defensive, all defensive first team selection as well. He did earn two rings. Uh, in 1969, he won the ABA title with the Oakland Oaks, even though he didn't play um, due to a knee injury. And in 1975, he won a ring with the Warriors. His claim to fame. He's known for his underhanded free throws and the, the high percentage that he shot. He shot 88% from the line in the ABA and 90% from the line in the NBA. Uh, I believe his eight free, free throw percentage in the ABA was the league high like for a career. And at the time of his retirement, his 90% in the NBA was also the, the league high for a career. Uh, he has a really long story, but I'm going to save that for the written piece so if you you check back on the website after the full list is out i will have a written piece for each individual player i'm going to have a separate profile rather than having the big articles like i did last time because i feel like that was just a lot to to, to look at so each player is going to have their own individual page uh, so that should be fun with that said let's get into some facts uh barry was the only player to lead the ncaa the ABA and the NBA in scoring for at least one season. He's the only player to put drop 50 points in a game seven. Uh, he's the all-time leading scorer in ABA history with 30.5 points per game. He had five sons who all played or play pro ball at some level. His number 24 is retired by the Warriors and by Miami. Barry is 7th all-time in playoff points per game and 15th all-time in career points per game. He's 32nd all-time in total playoff points, 24th all-time in total career points, 
Uh, he was the 1975, or excuse me, his 1975 finals win is considered by many the greatest upset in NBA history uh, as a 48-win Warriors team beat the 60-win Bullets in a four-game sweep. With 115, only Wilt, Kobe, and Michael Jordan had more 40-point games. Again, he had 115 40-point games, only Wilt, Kobe, and Michael Jordan had more. Uh, he also had the highest scoring average in the finals with 36.3 points per game. And of course, Barry was named to the 50th and 75th anniversary teams. So I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Number 26 on our list is Elgin Baylor. And I know all of these names are heavy hitters, but we're, we're close to the top 25. Most of these names are, should be heavy hitters. Elgin Baylor comes in with 373.6 GOAT points. Uh, his career spanned the Russell era into the Kareem, most of it being in the Russell. Uh, he actually is in the same exact spot he was in last year. His nickname was Mr. Inside, Rabbit, or Motormouth. He was a 6'5 small forward from Washington, D.C., played his college ball at Albertson College of Idaho and then at Seattle U. His playing years were from 1958 to 1972. His teams were the Minneapolis Lakers, which then became the Los Angeles Lakers. His accolades, he was a 1959 Rookie of the Year, uh, 10-time All-NBA first-team selection, for me, he earned two all-defensive first-team selections and one all-defensive second-team selection. 
He won one ring in his career in 1972 uh, with the Lakers, which was his last year in the league. And I believe he had actually left, but they gave him they gave him a ring anyway. Claim to fame, he did play in eight finals total and lost seven of them. Uh, basically, the, the one he won, he didn't really contribute or much in, but uh, he played in eight finals. That's that's what he's known for. Uh, he's known for his acrobatic moves as well, uh, including his signature hanging jump shot that he would bank off the glass. Uh, he also has a pretty deep and involved story, but uh, you have to read that later. <laughs> uh, I will add more detail to that 72 thing. He actually retired 11 games into the 71-72 season because of his knee issues. Uh, but the Lakers, after he retired, won 33 straight games and then won the title, and they gave him a ring in, anyway for his contributions to the team. Again, he played there his entire career. Uh, it's just like imagine like playing. Imagine Dame, you know, sticking it out with the Blazers, and then like starts a year, can't get get his body right, decides to retire, and the Blazers go on to win the championship, like. That would be some cold-blooded stuff. Um, so, yeah, the, he earned that ring. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, his number 22 is retired by the Lakers and the Seattle Redhawks, who also named the court after him. Uh, they were actually the Chieftains at the time he played, but they, they did name the court after him. He's ninth all-time in playoff points per game, third all-time in career points per game. Uh, he's 19th in total playoff points. 36th in total points 11th in career rebounds per game um, he spent 22 years as the GM of the Clippers and he was the executive of the year in 2006 he was very popular uh, he made several TV appearances including the Jackson 5's first TV special and uh, he is the highest ranked player on this list to never win an MVP or finals MVP in his career. All right, folks, we are halfway through. And number 25 on our list is near and dear to my heart. It is Allen Iverson. Iverson comes in with 398.77 GOAT points. Uh, career span the Jordan, the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq, and into the LeBron era, with most of it coming in the Duncan, Kobe, Shaq era. Iverson is actually down two spots. He was number 23 last year. Uh, his nicknames were The Answer and AI. Uh, he was a six-foot-tall point guard from Hampton, Virginia. Played his college ball at Georgetown. His playing years were from 1996 to 2010, and he did play in Turkey a little while after retiring. Uh, his teams were the Philadelphia 76ers, the Denver Nuggets, the Detroit Pistons, and the Memphis Grizzlies. It should have been the Mavs in 2011, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, he did not win any rings. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get into his accolades. I, I, I skipped ahead. Accolades, he was the 1997 Rookie of the Year, a four-time scoring champion, a three-time steals champion. He had three All-NBA first-team selections, three All-NBA second-team selections, and one All-NBA third-team selection. He was also the 2001 MVP. Um, 
additional accolades he got from me, he did have a finals runner-up MVP as well for the finals he lost against the Lakers. As I mentioned, he did not have any rings. His claim to fame were his signature crossover, uh, his style that made him one of the most influential players of all time between the cornrows, the sleeve, and the clothes. Um, moments that you may recall from highlight clips and whatnot, of course, the MJ crossover, uh, the Ty Lue step over, and of course, the practice soundbite. And Iverson's story, uh, it, it gets kind of deep, but long story short, uh, he actually almost didn't get to the league. There was an altercation. Uh, he ended up being arrested. He spent some time in jail. And after four months in jail, he was granted clemency by the governor. And his conviction was actually overturned later in 1995 for lack of evidence. Uh, John Thompson at Georgetown met with him after he was released and gave him a scholarship off the strength of his basketball career through his junior year because again this happened after his junior year he didn't really get to play his senior year um and john thompson met with him and gave him a scholarship just off of his body of work up to that point some additional facts iverson was the shortest number one pick ever Uh, in the game where he famously crossed over mj he also had scored 37 points Uh, He broke Wilt Chamberlain's rookie record of three straight 40-point games by having five, including a 50-point game. Uh, He actually kept Shaq from being the unanimous MVP in 2000. He's the only other player to get votes that year, uh, basically. 76ers had a deal to trade him to Detroit in the year 2000 as well but Matt Geiger refused to waive his trade kicker and that stopped the deal from happening. Um, He and Larry Brown did not get along. And that's why they were trying to trade him. He is the shortest and lightest MVP at six foot 165. Uh, His game one finals win in the 2001 finals against the Lakers kept the Lakers from having a perfect playoffs where they swept everybody up to that point. He was second all-time in playoff points per game, seventh all-time in career points per game, 30th all-time in total points. He was the AP Player of the Year in football and basketball and had actually won the state title in both sports his junior year. So (laughs) it's not like John Thompson was taking a huge risk. This dude had proved himself already. Um, He set a school record for scoring average at Georgetown and won Big East Defensive Player of the Year both years. Uh, He was a player coach most recently in Ice Cube's Big Three League. Again, Iverson was one of my idols as a young, small basketball player in, in, in the Northeast. Right, number 24 on our list and it feels like there's a lot of parallels in a lot of these like I feel like I name players and I reference other players and then that player comes up like right after so this is another one of those situations number 24 on our list is Oscar Robertson uh, the big O or Mr. Triple Double came, come, came, came in with 410.3 GOAT points he played most of his career in the Russell era crossed over into the Kareem era 
Uh, he's actually in the same spot he was in last year when I did this list. Uh, he was a 6'5 point guard from Charlotte, Tennessee, even though he went to high school in Indianapolis. He played his college ball at Cincinnati. His playing years were from 1960 to 1974. In his career, he played for the Cincinnati Royals and the Milwaukee Bucks. His accolades, he was a seven-time assist champ, the 1961 Rookie of the Year, 1964 MVP, a nine-time All-NBA first-team selection, a two-time All-NBA second-team selection, and he had one scoring title. Additional accolades he got from me, he got one one All-Defensive second-team selection based on my calculations. He won a ring in 1971 with the Milwaukee Bucks. His claim to fame, uh, he was the first player to average a triple-double in 1962. And the 1970 to 1976 Robertson versus the NBA antitrust suit um, at when he was president of the MBPA changed the free agency and draft rules and led to higher salaries for players. Uh, it was this lawsuit that actually delayed the ABA NBA merger? Uh, before this, this this lawsuit, uh, the antitrust suit, <clears throat> the teams basically owned the players, and players couldn't talk to other teams when their contracts were up. Uh, he was considered the first big point guard at six foot five, and he's credited with inventing the head fake and the fadeaway. Uh, Again, he has a good story, but I'm not going to get into that on the pod. Some additional facts about Robertson. He had 21 points, 12 boards, and 10 assists in his first career game. So he started out with a triple-double. His rookie year, he averaged 30.5 points, 10.1 rebounds, and 9.7 assists. Insane. Uh, He had 181 triple-doubles. Uh, which was the record for a long time until Russell Westbrook came along and broke it last year. He is third all-time in career assists per game, 15th all-time in total points, 45th all-time in playoff points per game, 9th in career points per game. His number 14 is retired by the Kings. Uh, The Cincinnati Royals actually retired his jersey uh, when they were in Kansas City. (laughs) the Kansas City Royals Uh, the Kansas City Royals then moved to Sacramento became the Kings and they honored his 14 being retired Uh, his number 1 is retired by the Bucks and his number 12 is retired by the Cincinnati Bearcats he only won one MVP but he was the only player to steal one from Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell between 1960 and 1968 so if he had not played in that era with those dominant guys he probably would have had multiple MVPs probably would be higher on this list but he had to wrestle with Wilt and Bill so (laughs) Uh, that makes it tough it's rumored that he was traded from the Royals to the Bucks in 1970 because the coach of the Royals Bob Cousy was jealous of his popularity Uh, The team had actually struggled for the prior six years and it ended up working out for him anyway, obviously, as he ended up winning a championship there. In 2018, he auctioned off his championship ring and it sold for somewhere between $50,000 and $91,000. And I hate that he had to auction off his ring. I don't know if he had to. I probably should look that up, but um, it's interesting to see that he auctioned off his ring. 
greatest game in American sports history is finally here. Super Bowl 56 is upon us and the matchup is set. It's the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals and maybe one of these teams is your favorite team. Maybe you just like to gamble like me. Maybe you have a gambling problem like me. Well, if that's the case, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team, regardless of your fandom. All you have to do is bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Me, myself, I'll be stepping back for the Super Bowl. I did enough betting. I lost enough money this year. But the opportunity is still there for you through DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HO-PENNY or text Ho penny, and that's with one N to four six seven three six nine. Number twenty three on our list is a player you've never heard of. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Unless you listened to the GOAT series last year, you might have heard this name. You still might have forgotten the name. <laughs> so number twenty three on our list is Neil Johnston. He comes in with 411.9 GOAT points. He played in the Mikan uh, and crossed over into the Russell era. He's actually down one spot. He was number 22 last year. His nicknames were Gabby or Old Hoss. That's how you know he's old. Old Hoss is a nickname. Come on, son. Um, he was a 6'8 center from Chillicothe, Ohio. Played his college ball at Ohio State. He actually only played from 1951 to 1959. Uh, and he sadly passed away at the age of 49 in 1978. Uh, he played his entire career with the Philadelphia Warriors. He was a three-time scoring champion, a four-time All-NBA first-team selection, one All-NBA second-team selection, and the 1955 rebound champ. Uh, additional accolades he got from me, and the reason he's on this list is that uh, when I had to do the calculations to determine the MVP for certain years, he won the MVP for 1953, through 1955 so three straight mvps in the middle he also earned an all defensive first team selection uh, when i did my calculations as well uh, he won a ring in 1956 with the philadelphia warriors uh, his story um, 
I'll do it. He actually signed with the Philadelphia Phillies out of college, and he pitched for two and a half years. Uh, he was three and nine halfway through his third losing season at the three I level, which they've obviously changed. It's triple A now. Uh, and he decided to give basketball a try again. He went and tried out for the Warriors, and the rest was history. Uh, you heard about his rebounding and scoring titles, but he also led the league in minutes played in 1952-53 and 53-54. He also led the league in field goal percentage in 52-53, 55-56, and 56-57. <clears throat> he was forced to retire after the 58-59 season due to a bad knee injury. Uh, he was only 29 years old at the time. His claim to fame is that he had a sweeping right-handed hook shot. Additional facts, uh, as I mentioned, he played baseball and basketball at Ohio State. Uh, he was 27th all-time in career rebounds per game. Uh, after retiring, he coached the Warriors for the first two seasons of Wilt's career. Uh, he also coached Connie Hawkins, uh, who's also on this list uh, a few uh, a couple episodes ago. Uh, while he was at, excuse me, while he was with the Pittsburgh Wrens of the ABL, if you recall, uh, Connie started his career with the ABL and then came over to the, the NBA ABA. His last job, Neil Johnston, his last job was as the AD at North Lake College in Irving, Texas. Uh, he tragically died of a heart attack while playing basketball with his son in Bedford, Texas. Again, uh, he was only 49 at the time. We're getting down to the last two guys on our list. And this next one is another one near and dear to my heart. And you're probably going to be upset. (laughs) Number 22 is Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, Coming in with 420.71 GOAT points, Dirk's career spanned the Duncan Kobe Shaq era into the LeBron era. Um, He's actually down two spots. Two players moved up ahead of him. There's two active players that moved ahead of him. You halfway kind of try to figure that out. Uh, His nicknames are Dirty and the Taller Baller from the G. He uh, was a seven-foot-tall power forward from Würzburg, Germany. Obviously didn't play any college ball. His playing years were from 1998 to 2019. Uh, He's currently retired and is acting as a consultant for the Dallas Mavericks. He played his entire career with the Dallas Mavericks. How did I lose my spot? Good God. Good God, man. There we go. His accolades... He was a four-time All-NBA first-team selection, five-time All-NBA second-team selection, three-time All-NBA third-team selection. He was a 2007 MVP and the 2011 Finals MVP. Additional accolades he got from me, he was the Finals runner-up MVP in 2006. Uh, he did win a ring, obviously, in 2011. His claim to fame, uh, he's credited with being the birth of the, the stretch big emergence uh, he had the trademark one-legged fadeaway, which LeBron quipped was the second most unstoppable shot of all time during the, in 2011. Uh, he's also known for his loyalty to a franchise. Uh, I have a long story for Dirk, but you'll have to read that on the website. 
<clears throat> Fun facts. He was a ranked tennis player in his youth and switched to basketball because he got tired of being made fun of for his height. He is sixth all-time in total points, 17th in total playoff points, 19th in playoff points per game, 50th all-time in career points per game, and he uh, joined the 50-40-90 club in 2007. He's the first European to start an all-star game. He's also the first European MVP. Uh, He's the highest scoring foreign-born player. He's the only player to score 31,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 3,000 assists, 1,000 steals, 1,000 blocks, and 1,000 threes. Uh, He's also the only player to ever play 21 seasons with with one team. Number 21 on the list, and man, we're down to the top 20 after this. Number 21 on our list is Bob Cousy. And again, that's another parallel, right? Didn't he, isn't he the one that traded uh, Big O? <laughs> uh, Bob Cousy comes in with 421 GOAT points. Uh, his era, he played in the Mikan, crossed over into the Russell where he played most of his career and lasted through into the Kareem era. Uh, he's actually down two spots from where he was last year. He was number 19 last year. He's down two spots. Again, those two active players kind of moved up. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Only one of them passed him. That's another hint. <clears throat> His nicknames were Coos and the Houdini of the Hardwood, which is funny when you think about Kyle Coos. Anyway, um, he was a six foot one point guard from New York, New York. Played his college ball at Holy Cross. His playing years were from 1950 to 1970, technically, uh, because he was retired from 1963 through 69, and he actually only played seven games in 1970. Uh, His teams were the Celtics and the Cincinnati Royals. Again, Cincinnati Royals, he came back in 1970 after he traded Big O. Uh, They said he was jealous, and that kind (laughs) of makes it seem like he was. Um... His accolades, he was an eight-time assist champ, 10-time All-NBA first-team selection, two-time All-NBA second-team selection, and the 1957 MVP. Additional accolades he got from me, he was a seven-time All-Defensive first-team selection, a two-time Finals MVP in 1957 and 1961. He did have six rings in 1957, and then from 59 through 63, which is four more ring, or five more rings. He also has a very deep story, but again, we can get that later. His claim to fame is he, uh, he created the National Basketball Players Association in 1954. Uh, prior to this, NBA players had no health benefits, no pension, no minimum salary, and the average salary was about $8,000. Uh, he was president of the MBPA until 1958. Uh, he, he's also considered the first great point guard in the NBA. Uh, as a player, he was known for his eye-catching, ball handling, and unorthodox passing. He is credited with birthing Pistol Pete and Magic Johnson. He's also credited with raising the profile of the league and the Celtics. Additionally, he was well-known for his public stance against racism. Uh, It was a product of growing up in a mixed-race area of New York. 
1950, the Celtics played a game in segregated Charlotte. His teammate Chuck Cooper, who was the first black player drafted in NBA history, would not have been able to stay in the hotel with his team. Rather than go on to the hotel, Cousy chose to ride with Cooper on the train overnight. He described a situation where Cooper was refused access to the clear all-whites toilet and forced to use the shabby blacks all-blacks toilet. And he, uh, Cousy referred to this as the most shameful moment of his life. He also sympathized with Bill Russell, who was frequently a victim of racism. So before y'all keep hating on Koozie and talking about that segregation ball, Koozie was an ally. Fun facts, uh, his number 14 is retired by the Celtics. His number 17 is retired by Holy Cross. Uh, He actually won eight of the first 11 NBA assist titles. Uh, In college, he actually got in trouble for his flashy street ball play and the behind the back dribbling, no look passes, etc. he was doing. It wasn't until his senior year of college when fans actually chanted for him to get into the game that the coach put him in and he led a comeback, hit a buzzer beater for the win, and became the man on the team. Uh, Additional fact that I don't even know why I pulled this, but I did. Uh, His father actually fought for Germany in World War I. Uh, After winning the 1962 finals, he threw the ball high into the rafters Uh, And that moment is one that's always noted in NBA history. And that does it for this next batch of the GOAT series list. We are down from 75 down to 21. We've got 20 left. I'm going to go ahead and skim the next batch. I see active player, two active player, a very symbolic player. Uh, some players that, that don't get the love they deserve. Another active player, a legend, another super legend, and we're gonna get into a controversial player as well. And man, yeah, this this next batch is fun. We're gonna do twenty down to eleven. That'll come this week. Uh, the 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 regular episode is gonna be recorded on Monday, so that'll probably arrive on Tuesday. And then I think looking at the schedule, I'm going to try to have the next batch for the GOAT series out on Thursday. And that way I can get the last, the top 10 out around uh, the 10th of February, which is actually going to be... What's happening? Oh, that's trade deadline day. That's kind of a rough day. It'll be that that week. The week of trade deadline day is when I'll put out the top 10. And then the following week is when I'll look to get the, the written pieces out with the, the full list and all that good stuff. So be on the lookout for all of that. I've enjoyed this ride. I hope you are too. Uh, the views seem to indicate that you guys are listening. So thank you for tapping in. But until next time, peace. <laughs>